So we had an amazing time this past uh, week out there in Columbus. You know, we're so glad to be home. There's no place like home, I'm telling you. There really is no place like home. So we're so happy to be back here in uh, Northwest Ohio, Holy Ghost, and just uh, plowing and seeing what the Lord wants to do. And But we saw some pretty amazing things. The Lord moved, and I feel there were some things that we were able to pick up, and maybe I'll, I'll, I'll share some more on that later on, but but that we're picking up, and uh, but it's for, a, for, it's for a now time and where we're going. You know, I've, I've, uh, I've been in a season where I'm just praying and asking the Lord, what's next? How are you moving forward? What does it look like, God? And, and I, I believe the Lord is beginning to give us strategy and wisdom again on how it's supposed to look. <laughs> we got a runner. <clears throat> I'm sorry, that was funny. <clears throat> He's like, uh-uh, I ain't gone. <laughs> so, yeah, super excited about that. So this morning, um, we're going to talk about seeing the unseen, the unseen realm. You know, I, I kind of, I gave a, a very small description, uh, I guess, about two weeks ago and about what would it look like to have eyes of the kingdom and what would it look like to have to see what the king sees, you know, and and part of what I said was about this whole Abraham thing that that kind of just got me thinking and, and really just kind of began to stir me up. How when I asked the Lord about how how what was it like to have eyes of the kingdom to see what the kingdom sees because we always talk about we have to have eyes to see and ears to hear. Well, so what does that really mean? And, and so I was asking the Lord, I said, Lord, show me in Scripture some people that had eyes for the kingdom. You know, show me, show me who and how. And he, he showed me where it was, uh, he said, Abraham had eyes for the kingdom. He said he had eyes for the kingdom because the whole entire time when he was going to go and sacrifice his son, they're walking up the mountain. He had to look at the back, the wood, on his backpack as he's, that was going to be used to sacrifice his son. <clears throat> and knowing that he was going to have to sacrifice his son, he never saw the sacrifice. He saw the resurrection. He knew that no matter what was going to happen, he knew that the Lord would resurrect his son. And the Lord began to speak to me about this because I said, well, what does that look like, Lord? He says, well, you know that the body, the bride, what's happened is, is we focus too much on the wood. <clears throat> and it got me, got me thinking about that. I said, what does that even mean? He says, yeah, many of us are focused on the wood, on the back, rather than the resurrection. We're focused on the situation and the circumstance of what's happening in that moment. Oh, I'm going through this, or oh, I'm going through that, or man, I'm not going to make it, oh, I don't have enough money, whatever that may look like. We are focusing on the wood and not on the resurrection power, knowing that God's going to resurrect the sun. We need to stop looking at the wood and start looking at the resurrection. <clears throat> so this morning, we're going to talk about seeing the unseen and I'm going to have a couple key verses, so if you're taking notes, I recommend you take these notes and take these scriptures down because it's going to help you. But the key verses today is going to be out of Daniel 7, and we're going to be out of 13 and 14, and then I'm also going to be out of Hebrews 11, 1 to 3, and then I'm going to be out of 1 Corinthians 2. 7 through 11, and I got some more scriptures, but those are going to be our key verses this morning. <clears throat> because there is an eternal realm. <clears throat> it's the unseen realm of the kingdom of heaven. See, it's the kingdom of heaven. It's a place where heaven's reality speaks and resides. You know, we were talking in our prophetic class this past uh, Thursday 
And we were saying, what does it look like to function in the, in the prophetic? What is a prophetic? Well, the prophetic is a place where God speaks. It's where heaven declares heaven's reality over a situation or a circumstance. When we begin to prophesy, we prophesy what heaven is already declaring. In other words, heaven's reality is living in the unseen realm. And many of us can't see because we're looking at the wood. <clears throat> but there's an eternal realm. Oh, come on. Listen, there's an eternal realm that the Lord wants us to step into and to tap into. It's kind of like if, if, if the eternal realm was right here, he just wants us to plug in, right? <clears throat> so let's turn to Daniel 7. We're going to start in Daniel 7, and we're going to read uh, verses 13. We're going to start at verse 13 and 14. And um, it says, I was watching in the night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man coming from the clouds of heaven. And he came to the Ancient of Days, and they brought him near. And before him, then to him was given dominion and glory and a kingdom. That all the peoples, the nations, and the languages should serve him. His dominion is everlasting dominion, which shall not pass away. And his kingdom, the one which shall not be destroyed. What I want us to look at really quick in this scripture is this. It says that he came to the ancient of days. <clears throat> the, the word ancient of days is referred to in this. It's, it, it's referred to the, as the eternal one. So he came to the eternal one. Which is where the eternal realms, the eternal realm comes from, from the ancient of days. And then we go into where it says, and his kingdom, the one. A kingdom is a place. You ever watch movies in the old days where they would say? Well, in the old days, but you know. But, you know, it would talk about the kingdom of this and the, and the realm of my kingdom. And it, they had realms. So the kingdom is a place. The realm of the kingdom is a place. It is a spiritual place that resides the reality of heaven. And who is the king? It is the ancient of days. And who is he? He is the eternal one. Okay, good. We're good. So, so one of our key verses this morning is going to be, uh, we're going to turn to a Hebrews 11. Let's turn to Hebrews 11 really quick. We're going to uh, be out of Hebrews 11. One. The ancient one. Oh, that's God the Father. That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a very good, yeah. The ancient of days is God the Father, the eternal one. So we see in Hebrews 11, <clears throat> verse 1 through 3, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith we understand the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of the things which are visible. So we're talking about the seen, the unseen. <clears throat> so now I want to read it out of the Passion Translation because I want to give you a different perspective. I love the way it reads in the Passion. Same scripture. It says, Now, 
Faith brings our hopes into reality. Come on, man. And becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things that we long for. You know our spirit longs for that? It's just to acquire the things that we long for. It is all the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. This testimony of faith is what the previous generations were commended for. And then verse 3 says, Faith empowers us to see what the universe was created and beautifully coordinated by the power of God's words. He spoke, and the invisible realm gave birth to what is now seen. That's powerful. That is powerful. You see, the breath of God inside of you and I, it has power. When you speak, when you declare, when you're proclaiming, you give access to birth the unseen realms. I don't. Do you hear what I'm saying? It says the word of God made impossible to see the unseen, to acquire it. Now the God, the breath of God is inside of you and I that we give access to birth the unseen realm, to use the heavenly authority, shaka, boom, bam, the heavenly authority that's inside of us. We don't speak from the mentality of an orphan, but the reality of the king, the king's kids, sons and daughters of the Most High. Uh, <clears throat> you see, the faith of God gives us eyes to see, right? But the faith of God gives us the access to pull and to utilize what we see. It's where the eternal realms become seen. Listen, I'm, 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 I'm talking to a heaven's reality. I'm, 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 are you catching what I'm saying? There is a realm that we have not tapped into. You know, we talk about the rivers of glory. We talk about miracles, signs, and wonders. All that comes from the unseen realm. And there's pockets and there's moments of time that we're able to tap in. And we see it manifest in a healing. Or, But we're called to live in that realm. Right? We look at Enoch. He lived in that realm. He lived it. He walked it. Before Adam fell, he lived in that realm. He walked in the garden. He was living and breathing in the unseen realm. All of heaven's beauty was available to him, man. <laughs> Come on, man. Um, it becomes visible. Our faith manifest heaven's reality. It opens the unseen realms for us. And that is why we'll see the miracles, signs, and wonders. You know, you hear us pray, Father, we just declare the open heavens today. You know, when Jesus walked the earth, he was walking in the open heavens everywhere he went. It, it, was, it was the open heavens. He was manifesting the kingdom Demonstrating the kingdom. He was in the unseen realm. Kind of like, you know, you see these movies about Marvel, how it's like a, like a metaverse and you're like two worlds and, you know, and, you know, and like they're trying to suck in earth into another dimension. And I mean, listen, all that's creative, but that's, that's part, that's part kingdom. Heaven coming to earth. Oh, uh, <laughs> 
Y'all looking at me like I'm crazy. When we begin to step into the heaven's reality and pull down from the unseen realm, um, we will see heaven manifest in our natural place. That's where we see revival break out. That's where we begin to see it. Let's turn to 1 Corinthians 2. We're going to be in 1 Corinthians 2, and we're going to start on verse 7. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We're going to be in 1 Corinthians uh, 2, verse 7, and we're going to read to 11. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. The hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages of glory. Let's read that again. (laughs) But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. The hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages of our glory. Which none of the rulers of this age knew. For had they known, they would have not crucified the Lord of glory. But it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of men. The things of which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. For the Spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of man except the spirit of the man which is in him. Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. And here it is. Now, (laughs) we have received Not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God. That we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. Uh, So in the spirit, the deep things of the spirit are revealed. But the key thing is there, in the spirit. Not in our flesh, not in our emotion. Not in, you see, not in our offense or our anger or our bitterness. Not in any of those things. But in the spirit, the deep things are revealed. The unseen things are revealed. The eternal things are revealed. The unseen realms and the revelation become accessible. It's like, there it is. So when we're walking in the Spirit, it's like we're here. In the, the, like what, what was it, the, 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 the servant that saw? He looked up and he saw the, the enemy about to kill him. Was it, was it Elijah? Elijah? Elijah. And he says, Lord, give him eyes to see. And what he was saying was like, Lord. Let them see the unseen realm. Let them step into that eternal realm, God. Let the heavens be opened. Let them walk and let them see how you see. And he prayed that prayer. And the next thing, he opened his eyes and he saw chariots. The army of heaven. The unseen became the reality. Come on. We need that. We've been so we get so tied up looking with our eyes that we don't we miss the very thing that God wants us to see. The unseen realms. God, oh, Jesus, Lord, I'll take that, Lord. Lord, give it. John 17. Let's turn to John 17.
You see, why does that happen? Well, that doesn't make sense, Pastor. Like, you know, you're talking about the unseen realms, and that just seems a little weird to me. You know, that doesn't make sense to me. You know, well, the Word says that we're not of this world. So where are we from? Well, we're from a place. We're from a kingdom. Because the kingdom is a place. And the king is the eternal one. God the Father. (laughs) So because of that, we get access, right? So we're not of this world. So John 17, we're going to start in verse 14. Because, well, I don't know about that. I'm not of this world junk. You know, that's just weird. What do you mean I'm like an alien? (laughs) I'm going to build the wall. (laughs) Wrong timing. (laughs) Jesus, Lord. So, John, that's what I'm saying. Break them down, Lord. John 17, 14 through 16 says, We are not of this world. What we are in this world But we are in this world. And because of that, we understand that the unseen realm is heaven declaring. And it's waiting for our natural minds and our natural body to catch up. See, the unseen realm, it's it's here. You know that heaven is just waiting. Waiting for you and I to align ourselves perfectly. It's kind of like when, when you have that perfect, you know, it's like a lock, you know. You turn the lock, and if, if it's not lined up, they're not, it's not going to open. Heaven is waiting for us to line ourselves up perfectly to the reality of the kingdom. Because it's like a switch goes off, and no longer will we see with our old lenses. We begin to see how the Father sees. And our natural minds are trying to catch up. It's like. You ever heard like, um, okay, we used to say things like deja vu, remember that? Like, whoa, that's a deja vu, man, I've been here before. Yeah, you have. Your mind was trying to catch up to your spirit. Prophetically, you have seen this before. Heaven's reality just got declared like, wait a minute. You, You stepped into a moment of time you had already seen in the spirit. You just didn't know it. Your mind was catching up, your natural body, right? Yeah, it's the unseen things of the kingdom. See, the unseen realms is where we want to move in our prophetic evangelism. It's where we want to move in our outreach because it will demonstrate the power and the glory of the Lord. You can tell when somebody's evangelizing out of their mind. Because they can talk really good. And they can quote you scripture really good. They, they can tell you how fast you're going to go to hell if you don't change. But when you begin to pull from that, inner, that, 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 that realm, heaven becomes open and you begin to see and hear the secrets that the Father has for that person, and you begin to speak, and you begin to declare heaven's reality, and now your evangelism has switched, and now they're saying, how did you know? How did you know? And it's like, I didn't know. But in the eternal realm, it's available to us. And how do we get there? By being in the Spirit. The Spirit. That's how we'll see effective evangelism because the unseen realm is the heart of God for humanity. It really is. I can't tell you how many times the Lord will have me minister to people, whether it's at a place, it doesn't matter where I'm at, and I just begin to weep and cry because I can feel the heart for that person. And usually they're impacted. Amen. That's why we see in Jeremiah 33. We, see, we know the scriptures. We, we know them. They're so common to us. Oh, that's Jeremiah 33.3. 3, right? Come to me and I'll show you. 
But it's true. Ask me and I will tell you the remarkable secrets that you do not know about the things to come. Come to me. Right? Come to me and ask me and I will show you the the unseen realm. Secrets. The unseen realm. And I will make it available to you. Holy Spirit. I don't know if y'all just felt that shit, but. But see, we we, got to discern when the Lord just kind of breathes. Holy Spirit. We honor you. I honor you, Lord. You're so good. Oh, Lord. Jesus walked in the unseen realm. And you know what's amazing? Is that the word says that so can you. I think that's where we miss it. We 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 just kind of put we put and, and, and rightfully so, we know we you know Jesus, of course. But he he tells us that greater things will we do. So that means that it's available to us, but we, well, oh, well, that was Jesus. It was different for Jesus. You know, I, I used to say that. I was like, well, you know, you're trying to compare me to Jesus, though. You know, I'm like, he's like the son of God. You know, it's like, how does it, well, well, so are you. You're also a son. Jesus was tested as a man. The religious would get offended, but you know that Jesus had to go to the bathroom, right? Just like you and I. He had to clean himself. He had to take showers. He was tested as a man. And he says, greater things will you do than what I do. I leave you Holy Spirit. I leave you the Spirit. I leave you the Holy Spirit. That gives you access to the unseen realms. <laughs> Matthew 6.10 says this. And earth as it is in heaven. That's a big verse here in this house. On earth as it is in heaven. Not only is that a permission, but it's a description on telling us that the unseen realm is accessible here on earth. That's what it would look like to see heaven invade earth. When we see heaven invade earth, I I try to visualize these things, and I, I just want to give you a moment of my process, you know, how I see things. I'm just... I sit there and I just say, Lord, what would that look like? Ask the Lord these questions. Like, how, what would that look like, Lord? What would it look like to see the unseen all day and all night? That everything we do is walking in your glory and your power. Every person that was sick would be healed. There would be no sickness Families would be restored. Marriages would be restored. There'd be no more, there'd be no more abuse. There'd be no more spiritual abuse. There'd be no more, you know, sexual abuse. There'd be none of those things because it'd be an open heaven. And where there's light, there cannot be darkness. So, like, Lord, show us. Show us what that looks like. I believe we're on the verge of seeing a breakout of just miracles, signs, and wonders. We really are. I believe that. But it's not because we're searching or chasing after miracles. We're chasing after the eternal one. And because we chase after God the Father, what happens is that stuff just becomes available. Through God, it's all available. 
Jesus. Amen? I was, uh, uh, one of the things the Lord had me do this past uh, week, you know, we, we've, we've been able to travel and do ministry, and we, we go all over, and, and in the process, we pick up things where we go in the spirit. And as I was there ministering that night in, in, Ohio, in Columbus, the Lord began to tell I want you to talk about miracles, and I want you to talk about the greater works. So I just begin to talk about the goodness of God. And as I'm talking about the goodness of God, I'm just releasing the goodness of God. It began to build faith in the house. It began to build faith in the room, faith in the room. And then the Lord says, now I want you to give it away. He says, everything that I have given you, I want you to give it away. Freely give, right? I'm like, but Lord, wait a minute. You know, I'm like, I don't want to. He says, no, you got to give it away. You know, some of us have gotten too obese in the spirit. We got all this wisdom from the Lord, and we're just sitting and doing nothing with it. <laughs> Listen, I'm not trying to step on anybody's toes, but some of us have so much wisdom that we're just filled with wisdom and revelation, and all we're doing is sitting in our chair doing nothing with it. The Lord says it's time to give it away. So I said, okay, the Lord told me that tonight's going to be a miracle healing service. And if you want the mantles and the healing mantles to come, come on up. And we began to release the mantles of healing and, and glory and, and just, just everything the Lord has allowed us to walk in. We began to give that stuff away, and it was a Holy Ghost explosion. We saw the Lord move. Everything in heaven is given to you and I, but guess what? There's so much more. So if we're full, you can't get the more. So you got to give it away. <laughs> give it away, give it away. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, Lord Jesus. Uh, see, in a kingdom is a country. Because, see, we're talking about this whole shifting that's happening from the, the apostolic and the, the ecclesia, the government of heaven, all those areas. So we have to recognize in a kingdom, a kingdom is a country, right? And if we can get this paradigm, this shifting, it'll change everything for us. It'll change everything. It'll shift you from... Religion to country, right? But it's difficult to help you change our thinking from rituals to rights. Because as a citizen, if I belong to a country, I am a citizen of that country. I am a United States citizen. Because I'm a United States citizen, I have rights as a citizen. It's my right. Why do we have so many people trying to come and to be a part? Because they want the rights, right? You know? So as a kingdom citizen, we have rights. So a lot of times we try to change the way we think from rituals to rights. And it's difficult to change from being from membership, from membership to citizenship. Nothing you do will get you into heaven. It's what the Father did, what Jesus did, that gives us access that day on the cross. So what I want to do is, is uh, talk a little bit really quick, and, and I'm almost done. But the kingdom of God has an order of authority. Because we're talking about the unseen realms, right? The unseen realms. And the unseen realm, listen to this, the unseen realm is the atmosphere of heaven. So in heaven, everything is seen. You breathe it, it's the atmosphere. So 
as we're bringing heaven here to earth, what happens is we begin to shift the atmosphere to look like heaven on earth as it is in heaven. And as everything begins to look like heaven, we begin to see heaven manifested because we're able to pull from the unseen. Is this making sense? I hope I'm making sense. We're able to pull, if this is the, we're able to pull from the unseen and bring it to the scene. Heaven's reality. Because that's the atmosphere of heaven. So here are three main components. Three main components. Let's uh, look at John. Wait, I'm sorry, hold on. I take that back. Holy Ghost. Because we're not, okay, so if we are from a kingdom, we know that we are not from this place, right? So we know that we're not of this world. So let's turn to John. I don't know we read the scripture already yet. We're going to turn to John 15. And we're going to be in John 15, 19. <clears throat> if you belong to the world, it will love you as its own. As it is. You do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. You're not of this world. Satan is the God of this world. So when you do things and you partake in things of this world, you're partaking in things of the devil. Can we just be like, just be frank, right? You're partaking in things of the devil. Simple. Oh, no, here he goes. Yeah. First John 5 and 18 said, We know that we are children of God and that we are the whole world is under control of the evil one. John 16, 11 says, Judgment will come because of the ruler of this world has already been judged. John 12, 31, The time for judging this world has come when Satan, the ruler of this world, will be cast out. That's why the Lord says, you are not of this world. Don't conform to the things of this world. Be ye transformed by the renewing of our mind. So we look at that renewing of our mind. What does that mean? It says, be ye transformed by the repentant stage of your mind. By the metanoia of your change the way you think. Repentance is not a bad word. It's a good word. We need repentance in the church. The love of God will lead us to repentance. It's, it is hard for us to see. But you can only see if you're in the Spirit. Romans 9, I'm, I'm sorry, Romans 12. Verses 1 and 2 says this, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Here we go. Do not conform to the patterns of this world. Do not go trick-or-treating. There is no thing as trunk or treat. Oh, Lord. Close the trunk. That's conforming to the patterns. Listen, I, we've all done it. I'm not, I'm not trying. If, the, if it doesn't work, fit doesn't, shoe doesn't fit, then don't wear it. This is not, I'm not, I'm just saying, listen, 
We cannot conform to the patterns of this world. How can we expect us to walk in the unseen realms and the glory to be in the eternal realms if I'm only going to do it? Except for October 31st, just for one night, I'm going to dress like a witch. Just for one night. The spirit of fear. Wait, I have not given you a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. But all of a sudden, it's okay for one night. Just for one night. (laughs) Do not be conformed to this pattern of this world. But be transformed. That means what? That we are the light in a dark place. That everywhere we go, there should be a light around us. Holy Ghost. Jesus. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then, oh, here we go. Then, drum roll please, you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good and pleasing will. Wow. James 4 4 says this. Are you guys good? You all right? We're good. <laughs> James 4 4 says, You adulterous people. Don't you know that friendship with the world means enmity against God? Therefore, anyone. Woo! I'm telling you. I'm like, Lord. (laughs) It's like if the Lord was if the Lord was a like a Mexican cook. He would have put some chile on that right there. It's like, caliente, boy. It says, therefore, if anyone chooses to be a friend of the world, becomes an enemy of God. Becomes an enemy of God. Listen, I don't have all that figured out. I'm not going to say what that looks like. But I'll, I'll say this. If it doesn't feel right, it's probably not. If it doesn't look like Jesus, it's not. Anything that glorifies the darkness is darkness. Anything that glorifies something opposite of what the Word says, if you're doing... Whatever it is, pornography, sex before marriage, it doesn't matter. Homosexuality, we can name it. We can go on and on and on. If it doesn't line up, stop it. Turn away from that stuff. The Bible says that his mercy is on you every day. And that we have a God who loves us so much. That, and I, I need you to know, even if somebody's watching right now online, that's not who you are. That's not who God created you to be. You're a daughter. You're a son of the Most High. Right there where you're at, you can say, Lord, help, forgive me. I I repent, Lord. And then it all changes. It shifts. Give me eyes to see, Lord. 1 John 2, 15, 17. And I'm giving you these scriptures because... We cannot see if we're partaking with those things. We can't expect to walk in that glory. Too much is given, much is required. If you're walking in issues, you ain't got no business behind the pulpit preaching that word. Too much is given. If you're walking in that level, you ain't got no business up here worshiping, leading people to worship. I'm just, I feel a boldness, guys, I do. I'm not, I'm not that guy, but I'm telling you, 
there's a boldness that the Lord's saying, now is the time. We need to, there's a shifting that God's doing. 1 John 2, 15 and 17 says, do not love the world nor the things it offers. It offers you. For when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father in you. Man. For the world offers only a craving for physical pleasure. A craving for everything we see. See, come on. In the natural. See in the natural. And pride in our achievements and our possessions. These are not from the Father. But they are from this world. And this world is fading away along with everything that people crave. But anyone who does what pleases God will what? <laughs> yeah. Now that's a good word. We'll live forever. How many of y'all want to live forever? Come on. Without getting wrinkles, right? Or <laughs> I don't even care. Give me the wrinkles. <laughs> Just give me Jesus. That's right. So here we go. Really quick. Three main components of the kingdom. This is where I was trying to go earlier. The king, God. The kingdom, the kingdom of God, the eternal realm. And then we have the keys to the kingdom, access. So why was man created? The purpose of man's creation was to administrate a kingdom. When Adam fell, it wasn't a fall from heaven. It was the loss of a kingdom. He relinquished the keys. He no longer was seen from the unseen. He began to see the natural. The purpose of the redemption of Jesus was to restore the kingdom of that which was lost. Adam lost it. Jesus came and restored it. That's why he's known as the, the last Adam. In 1 Corinthians 15, 45, it says, So it is written, the first man, Adam, became living being, and the last Adam, a, live, a life giving spirit. I hope this is all registering. Colossians 1, 13 and 14 says this. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into a kingdom of the son of his love in whom we have redemption through his blood and the forgiveness of sin. The fulfillment of God's will was to see the reestablishment of the kingdom here on earth. That was the original intent. We look in the garden. That was the way it was supposed to be from the beginning. So God's will is to see this happen here on earth. The program of salvation was to restore man to the kingdom government of God. That means it's talking about the original, how God wanted it from the beginning. Let's turn to Genesis 1, 26. Really quick, we're almost done. From the very beginning, and this scripture just gets me. Then God said, let us make man in our image. That, just that part, right? Just that part. And they were having a conversation about you. He said, let us make an in our image. And our like, according to our likeness, let them have dominion over every fish of the sea, 
over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male, here we go, and female, he created him. Not mixed up, not a transgender it was male and female, shaka boom bam Holy Ghost seal. So what is a kingdom? It's a realm. It's the unseen realm. And Matthew 4, Jesus says something. He says this. Repent! Right? Oh, there's that R word again. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Stop sleeping with a girl that you're not married to. For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. You fill in the blank. He's introducing the kingdom, not a religion. The kingdom is a realm. It's the unseen realm. The Lord wants us to see the unseen. Pastor Jeff, he wants you to see the unseen. (laughs) Isn't that good? Lord. Ephesians 6.12 says, For the struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers and against authorities, against powers of the dark world, and against spiritual forces of evil in what? Heavenly realms. What does that mean? That means there are realms. That means there is a second heaven. There is a third heaven. The realms. Ah, oh, Lord. Daniel 10, 10 gives us a picture of the unseen realms and the reality. There we go. Let's go to Daniel 10. A lot of people say this is the rapture stuff, but I'm, I'm, we're not going to go there with that right now. all right because this has already happened i'm just saying what we're reading here it says this look daniel 10 verse 10 and the hand touched me and set me trembling on my hands and knees and he said daniel You are highly esteemed. Consider carefully the words I'm about to speak to you and stand up, for I have now been sent to you. And when he said this to me, I stood up trembling. Then he continued, do not be afraid, Daniel, since the first day that I sent your mind against understanding and to humble yourself before God, the words I heard and have come in response I take it back. This is not about the rapture. Race, wrong one. In response to them, verse 13, but the prince of Persia, Persian kingdom, resisted me 21 days. So there was a battle in the heavenlies. And there was a, he had gone into the realm of the prince, of, is it, what it says? The Persian kingdom. So he was in the realm of the Persian kingdom, spirit, for 21 days. Then Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me because I was detained there with the king of Persia. You see, it's so important that we truly, truly understand our identity. 
not just in words. We, we all say it, uh, you know, I know who I am in Christ. And I'm going to say the same thing that was told to me. Well, if you knew who you are in Christ, you wouldn't be struggling in the areas that you're struggling right now. Because where we struggle shows us the lack of our identity. That's why it's a continually growing to look more like Jesus. That we want to look like Jesus. It's not about how often you attend church. It's not about how often you go to services during the week or what it looks like. It's having eyes of the kingdom. See, kingdom lenses are different. Kingdom lenses will see the unseen. Kingdom lenses will see things from the finished work of the cross. Oh, it's, it's finished. Jesus did it. It's, kingdom lenses will see humanity through the Father's heart. You, if, you, if you're seeing people on the street that are broken, and you just walk by them and it doesn't bother you, Chances are you need a heart check. Because the kingdom lenses will see people through the eyes of humanity. Man, kingdom lenses will only speak what heaven declares. Man, that's a big one for us. Sometimes we just want to hear ourselves talk. Some of us don't know how to evangelize. We gossip better than we do evangelize, right? Gossip. Gossip in the church. Well, I'm going to ask Peter to come on up here for me. You know, this morning, um, I didn't know exactly how this message was going to go, honestly. But I felt like the Lord just wanted us to prepare ourselves and prepare our, our hearts to move forward. So if you're struggling with offense, unforgiveness, anger, bitterness, Rejection, addictions, strongholds. I heard the Lord say this morning, tell them, choose this day to repent. To change the way that you think. Don't take on the identity that the devil's given you. Because the devil will give it to you. We are in the time of an awakening. That's what the Lord said this morning. We are in the time of the awakening. And I am preparing the bride. It's an awakening to the true identity It's an awakening to our purpose. God created you for such a time. You have a purpose and a destiny. And the devil's been lying to you. As a bride, there's a cry that's coming forth. It's a cry for restoration. It's a cry for healing. Healing in hearts. Healing in families. Healing in our nation. And there's a call this day for a united repentance. I said, I don't know what that looks like. Lord. I've never heard of a united repentance. But I heard united repentance. 
So this morning, what I want us to do, I want to call everybody up to the altar this morning. And we're going to repent for agreeing for anything that we have agreed to that's outside of heaven's reality. Because we have believed a lie. We have believed a lie. We have allowed unbelief at time to come in. We've allowed a false identity to sit upon us because God never spoke that about us. We've even misrepresented God's heart with the wrong lenses. I don't know about you, but I'm standing there. And I'm going to give an opportunity if anybody wants to come up and pray with me. Because I feel today is a day that we prepare the way for united repentance. Amen. You don't have to come up if you don't want to come up. This is something that you do if the Lord leads you to do it. And it's really just a posture. It's a heart posture. We look at John 17 when, when the Lord was giving his, his prayer, the Lord's prayer. It says that Jesus looked up looked up and he prayed and see when he was looking up it was, it was it was about a posture for the Lord so right there where you're at just begin to just just talk to the Lord just talk to the Lord here. Holy Spirit. stand in agreement, God. And we repent, Lord, for agreeing with the lies of the enemy. We, 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 do no, long, we no longer agree with the lie, God. And right now, from this day forth, God, we put our lenses of the kingdom on God. Lord, and we say, Lord, that you would open up the eternal realms for us this day. Lord, that we would see the unseen. Lord, that we would see the wells being uncapped. Lord, that we would see the miracles, the signs, and the wonders, God, 
that we would see the greater glory, God, for humanity, God. Lord, let our hearts be aligned with you this day, God. Oh, Lord, let the spiritual alignment come, God, right now. And we break every lie. We break every curse. We break every addiction. We break every stronghold right now in the name of Jesus. Right now. Be, oh, be loosed. Right now. Go. Go. Jesus. Eyes to see. Father, you would allow us to walk in our purpose and our destiny, Jesus. Lord, that you will fill our hearts with love. That we will see how you see, God. We will speak how you speak, God. We will love how you love, God. Let us be a light in a dark place, God. And even this day, as we begin to align ourselves, God, that we would see, we would see the unseen. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.